What's up? What's happening? Welcome here to Where in the Sports World. I'm Travis Seldridge. On this episode, I'm joined by former Missouri standout, former Boston Celtic, Phil Pressey, the speedy guard currently playing basketball in Germany for Oldenburg in basketball Bundesliga. That's the top level of basketball in Germany. And he's been a big part of this team's early season success over in Germany. But it's been a bit of a journey to get to this point in his career. It's a pro journey that started when he left following his junior year with the Missouri Tigers. And despite going undrafted, he earned his way to get minutes right away as a rookie rookie with the Celtics, taking advantage of an opportunity with Rajon Rondo out of the lineup early on in that season. On this show, we'll talk about that opportunity he got early in his NBA career, what it was like to get that chance so early on. He also shares his Welcome to the NBA moment. Good story there. And also how he's adjusted to life overseas and talking about playing with another former Missouri star, Ricky Paulding. All that and more with Oldenburg guard Phil Pressey right now. Phil, ca catch me up. Where in the sports world are you right now? Tell the people. Uh, right now, I'm currently in Oldenburg, Germany. Uh, I'm playing in the German league. This is my first year here. Um, right now we're playing, uh, we're having a good season so far. We're 10 and two. So just trying to, you know, make the best of this uh, situation, you know, the pandemic that we're in and, you know, really focus in and, you know, try to, you know, enjoy as much as we can. Now I've had a chance to watch your team a bit and it, you guys are fun to watch, man, between you and uh, Ricky Paulding and, and mm -hmm. Keith Hornsby. It, I mean, it's a collection of guys that some people back here in the United States probably know pretty well. What's the mm -hmm. feeling like around the locker room with all you different guys and a, a lot of you playing in Germany for the first time? Yeah, well, I mean, the guys you name, you know, Keith, Keith Hornsby and, and Ricky, um, you know, they're very good scorers and we have a well-balanced team um, and we have so many, we have a lot of weapons, different options that, you know, guys can score. And I feel like we're, we've been utilizing that, you know, very effectively, you know, this year. And I don't know, we've just been having, you know, a good time. We have good team chemistry. Um, everybody likes each other. Um, and it's just, I don't know, the coaching staff that we have here, you know, the whole organization makes it easy to have a good team chemistry. So we're very, we're very lucky to have that. So I mentioned Ricky Paulding, and he's like a veteran over there. Been there for, it seems mm -hmm. like, forever. And you guys are both Missouri grads or alums and yeah. former Tigers. And he was there like 10 years before you. Do you ever give him a hard time about that? <laughs> no, nah, not at all. Because uh, you don't, what you don't know about Ricky is I think he's like wine. He gets better with time. <laughs> because that guy, he, does, he doesn't age at all. Um, he rides his bike to, to practice every day, which is like a park from his home, like a 15 minute ride. So, you know, and he's able to, you know, practice every single day. And, you know, in the games he's playing, I think he plays the most minutes on the team. Um, yeah, he's, he's just a, a special guy on and off the court. So it, it made it for me coming here, it made it easy for me to kind of adjust because how, you know, humble, humbling he is. And it, it, it's amazing. Like, I went to training camp with uh, Golden State a couple of years ago, and usually the best guy on the team is kind of like a, you know, tells you what the team is going to be like. And Steph Curry was the same way. He was, you know, humble. Even though he was the best player, he has $100 million. He was as humble as can be. And, the, and Ricky is the same exact way. 
Like, you know, he has championships here. He's been here for he's been here forever. And he could like, you know, he could have a like a forget you attitude, you know, like I, I've done this. But he has that that humble that mindset and you know, that's that's the sign of a great leader. Yeah, I mean, he's got that, like, Tom Brady in him. I mean, he shows up. Yeah, he does, up. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. Like, you know, it doesn't matter what level you are. There's certain guys that you can see that, you know, the longevity, you know, and the only way that you're able to do that is a consistent, you know, work ethic that, I don't know, that's been instilled in him since he was young, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, the crazy thing, I, I was doing prep for, for your games uh, the, the first time, and I was looking back through his career. Like, he's playing in college against Dwayne Wade. Wade's been out of the NBA now for a couple of years, and, and exactly. Ricky's still dropping 20 over in Germany. Yeah, I mean, he had 36 uh, a month ago. 36. I mean, 36. If you get 36 in China, Australia, or in America, 36 is 36, man. And he and he's getting buckets over here, and we need every single one of them. Well, you mentioned all the shooters and the people. It, it has to fit your game so well because it, this has to enable you to do what you do best, which is kind of be the the floor manager and distribute the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you hit it right on the uh, hit it right on the nail. I mean, for me, when uh, guys are scoring and guys are you know in their spots getting the ball, the offense is running smoothly you know, that's a sign that I'm doing my job. And if I can continue to do that and guys are able to, you know, succeed, that makes me look good. So whenever whenever I'm on a team that I'm able to score zero points and have, you know, seven, eight assists and we win a game, then I did my job. How much do you look at the rosters when you were with your agent trying to figure out where you're going to go each year now? Because I, I, I think it's fascinating in talking to everybody that's overseas. Like, you got offers from different countries that you got away. You mm-hmm. got to figure out what league you want to be in. How much have you, did you look at the roster and say, well, you know what? If things kind of line up, this puts me in a, a position not only to win, but also for me to look really good and succeed. Yeah. That's, you know, that's very important, you know, and that's, you know, when your agent, you know, that's why you pay your agent, you know, for them to put you in the best uh, situation to succeed. And, you know, when he, when Germany came up, I felt like this was a good opportunity. And I know this is a great league, you know, one of the top leagues in Europe. And right now it, it's been working out and we just have to just keep it up and try to finish the year the same way we started. So what's the adjustment been like to playing overseas the last couple of years? I know you were in Spain before. Now you're mm-hmm. in Germany. How, what's the adjustment? Uh, I think the biggest adjustment is probably, you know, the, the travel. You know, you're traveling from, I mean, this year we're only playing one game a week and we're staying, you know, in, in Germany. But when you start traveling outside of Europe um, to different countries, you know, that's, that's a, you know, it's, 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 it's a little, it's different. You know, the games are different. The atmosphere is different. Uh, you know, when you don't understand what their announcers are saying before the game, you know, it's a, it's a whole different mindset, you know, and you don't know the rivalries. Like, you know, um, Kansas, Mizzou, you know, that's one game that, you know, that people wake up for to play. So, you know, there, there's certain rivalries over here that you have to, you know, start to understand and get, get adjusted to, but, you know, I feel like basketball is basketball. You know, sooner or later, you know, it comes down to, you know, who can make shots, you know, who can play defense. And, you know, those things are the, you know, things that stay the same. 
So I know uh, that the pandemic has stopped most people from doing anything, but Oldenburg as a, as a city and place, like what's it been like? Um, you know, starting off, it was, it was, it was nice, you know, because the weather was a little bit better. Some of the restaurants were, were able to go to a restaurant and eat dinner. And um, I can't tell you the last time I've been to a restaurant, you know, it's literally been months that I've been to a restaurant to eat dinner, go to the movies or go to the mall, like things like that, that you kind of take for granted. Uh, you know, you don't have anymore, but it's just been a lot of time with me and my wife. Uh, we've been been able to learn each other more because we're literally in each other's face nonstop. Um, and it's funny, I was joking with my, my friend the other day. Uh, he's like, what are you about to do? I'm like, uh, take a walk. That's like the, the highlight of our day is taking, taking walks, you know? So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like I said before, we're in a good situation. Uh, we're winning, which is which is very nice to do. Um, and I'm healthy, man. That's all I can ask for. Yeah, all, all positives there. And I, I think our health is something that maybe we took for granted at times before, but certainly uh, certainly not now. Let's mm -hmm. go back to, to when you were first coming out of college, because we're, we're here in Boston. Obviously, you had a chance to start your NBA career here with the Celtics. And mm -hmm. you don't get drafted coming out of Missouri, but you kind of fell into what was a good situation because Rajon Rondo was out and you had an ability to come in and play for the Celtics pretty much right away. Yeah. What was that opportunity like and what did it mean for your career, especially early on? Um, it was, it meant, it meant a lot to my career, you know, it, it gave me an opportunity to play, you know, somewhere where I wanted to since I was a little kid, you know, when you're uh, six, seven years old, you're watching, you know, basketball Christmas Day games and you look and that's like literally where you want to be is the NBA. So you literally work your whole career just to be, you know, in the NBA. And, you know, I made that, I made, I had an opportunity to play in the NBA. Um, and, you know, I think I got that opportunity because, of, you know, my work ethic, you know, I worked so hard and, you know, when the opportunity presented itself, I was able to, you know, capitalize on it. You get that opportunity so early on, and I kind of liken it to, to me. Like, I've had a couple of times throughout my broadcast career where I've gotten, mm -hmm. like, a big break. Like, had an opportunity to do a couple of games on ESPN, and then you fall back, and then you're like, well, how do – all you want to do is get back there. Like, how, exactly. how is that kind of – it almost sets your expectations so high because you've gotten there. Like, does it mm -hmm. drive you? Does it frustrate you? Like, when you've gotten there already so early on, how do you look at it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're you're saying you got some of the same feelings I've had. You know, you get the you get the taste of it, and you want to stay there. But I mean, for me, it's just it's part of the journey, man. You know, there's gonna be peaks and valleys, and you know, I feel like you know when you're in the valleys, you know, even though it might not seem so good, you know, you got to put it in perspective because there's somebody who's always dying or wanting to be in the position that you're in, even though you're not where you want to be there's probably somebody who would do anything to be in your situation. So when you put it in that perspective, you know, which I do so many times, um, it makes me, you know, look at it a little bit different. And, you know, yeah, I wouldn't be back in the NBA, but, you know, I've met so many, you know, great people, great friends um, through this journey. I mean, you still get to play professional basketball for a living, right? Exactly. Like that's, that's ultimately when you grow up, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I, I think it's so fascinating because, like, you are in a position that so many basketball players are in that you're at Missouri, you have a, a terrific college career, 
and you mm -hmm. say like after three years i'm good to go like i'm ready to go to the next level and then you go undrafted if you could give advice to like junior year phil pressy at missouri what would that advice be um i really i really don't really know because i feel like the the, the situation that i made was you know a situation or how I felt at the time, you know, they, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. you know, you can look back and say, yeah, I wish I would have did that, but I wouldn't trade that, you know, that decision for anything, because if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't have been on the Celtics, you know? So it's, it's a, it's a journey, you know, and the decisions you make in, in the, in the past, you know, yes, they, you know, affect your future, but, you can't really look back too far into it, man. I think I, I just take it as a, if I was give myself a, you know, uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't even know what I would tell myself. Man. <laughs> That's fair. Because at that time, like, I was really, like, you know, so focused on the NBA. I mean, you can't tell anybody, a kid, you know, don't go for your dream because it's right there. You can't. No, it's true. I mean, you, and – and like, like you said, it worked out. Like you, you're a year out and you're playing for the Boston Celtics. And, exactly. and that's it. <laughs> exactly. you know, like that if you were to tell yourself that when you make that decision, you say, all right, sign me up. I didn't get drafted, but I'm, I'm playing on an NBA team right now. Like sign me up. For sure. For sure. You speak a journey. And from everything I've heard, the G League is like a, a legit journey. What's, mm -hmm. what's the G League like? Oh, it's a, it's a, a grind man there's so many hungry guys you know young young guy young men that are trying to make their dreams a reality and there's so many good players you know and you know the difference between you know the 10th guy on an NBA roster and the guy who's in the G League it's probably not that you know it's literally you know you're looking at the same player pretty much maybe that guy might be a little taller or that guy might shoot the ball a little bit better but the difference is probably just opportunity, man. That's all it is. And guys are so, so, so hungry for that opportunity. So it's a grind. Uh, going to different cities and, you know, hotels aren't, aren't as good. Travel, travel, you know, you're having two or three layovers. Um, I think it's gotten better now. So that's a good thing. You mentioned, like, travel and stuff. What was the – pinch me I'm in the NBA moment when you first got to Boston uh, when I was sitting next to Rondo <laughs> I mean like because that's that was like you know five years four years before that I'm playing my brother in 2k and I, all I use is the Celtics you know with Ray Allen Paul Pierce uh, Jeff Green I, I mean I played with Jeff but like that was like my team I use like that's it and then Years later, that's like my, you know, my vet, my guy who I'm like actually like, you know, looking up to who's trying, I'm trying to learn from him, you know. Um, that was probably like my, you know, my like I'm in the NBA, like dang, Rondo's right. He's in the locker next to me. Did you play with yourself in 2K that you like? Oh, of course. Next couple years? Of course man. Were you, of course. were you better in the video game or better in person? <laughs> the video game for sure. <laughs> Because, you know, with your player, you can shoot the ball 20 times a game. And in the game, I, I can't. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> you can't get away with that when you got yeah, coaching. No way. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't be in the NBA if I, that would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, um, flip side, 
what like what's the best story you can tell to kind of sum up what the grind of the G League's like? Because like it is it a travel situation? Is it like facilities? Like what's the grind? Mm-hmm. At, what sums up what the grind's like? It's it's pretty much that the you know the unexpected. You know I was, you know, when I first you know my second my third year when I was in the in the G League, I was kind of more of a, I had a, more of a role. You know like they were kind of like looking to uh probably call me up I was more I mean now they have two ways you know I was more in that role um and then the year after that you know when you have young guys who get drafted um you know teams send guys down so if you're already on the G League team and they and the team sends a guy down that guy's gonna play because they invested in that guy it doesn't matter if you know, you had 25, 30 points the game before. It doesn't matter if you're, like, averaging 20 points. That was – that's, like, the – you know, if they send the guy down, then it is what it is. Um, yeah. No, I, I think that sums it up really well. And like, it's – the the business of pro basketball takes over mm-hmm. there as opposed to, like, when you're coming up, it's like, oh, yeah, if I'm better, I'm going to play. And at the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's like, who do we – who we invested in? Exactly. And as, as a, you know, being 21, 22, 23 years old, or kids now are 19, 20, um, they don't understand that. You know, it's hard for them to understand, you know, all they're looking to try to do is, you know, score 20 points. You know, that's like, that's their goal. But then there's so much more that goes into it, <laughs> you know, and it's not about just that, you know, the, the, the teams, organizations have, you know, plans for that organization and the guys they draft or the guys they invest in are going to come first always. With, um, with you, your dad obviously was a, a good player, a great player, and then went on to be a coach. What has his presence meant in your life and throughout your career? Um, his presence has been, he's always been there, you know, and the thing that I respect about my, my dad the most is that he's able, uh, he's allowed me to uh, grow. And he's not, he's not been, he wasn't a really hands-on in my game. Uh, a lot of people would think that, you know, my dad, the NBA coach, NBA player, we would be in the gym nonstop. He would wake me up, let's go to the gym, let's be in the gym all day. But he kind of gave me space and that, I think that made me want it more, you know. Um, he would give me a little, uh, a little help. He'd be like, you should work on this shot or, you know, he would watch my games because he wasn't at in most of my college games. He wasn't at um, most of my high school games. He, he wasn't at because of his, you know, his, his job. So he would watch, you know, games on, you know, TV on ESPN or replays and, and give me, give me, give me some, some insight on what he thinks. But other than that, I think the best thing that he allowed me to do was just grow by myself, um, figure things out by myself. So did you have you ever wanted to grow more like un, like right around where your height wise like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like if i if i was if i was 62 i don't think i would work as hard as i do now uh because you know for me i've literally had to play with a chip on my shoulder since i was you know 10 years old me playing up with my brother me always being the smallest kid on the court i think that made me make the nba like because I literally had to work the hardest and even though I'm not in the NBA now I'm still working the hardest and that's like you know my 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 mindset my whole career 
is is to be a hard worker and let let my work, you know, pretty much give me my results. Wait, because I, I, I'm sure that you've encountered this from like when you listen to scouts or like people recruiting. Like, what was the most frustrating thing somebody told you has told you about your size and like not being able to play at another level? Like, what, what, is there something that sticks with you? Um, no, I mean when I was when I was younger, they would always say, you know, he's he's too small, but you know, it got to a point to where, you know, I was, I was so good that it really didn't matter anymore. You know, once, you know, high division one school started calling, then you kind of, you kind of figured that it didn't matter anymore. And, you know, it's, it's part of the game, you know, it, it, it is what it is, you know, there's going to be, it doesn't matter what profession you're in, there's going to be, you know, limitate or limits that people try to put you in a box that people try to put you in. And it's up to you whether you want to listen to it or not. And speed-wise, I don't know. Like, when I watch you play over in Germany, I don't think there's a faster guy on the floor. Who's the <laughs> fastest guy you've played against? Fastest guy? Mm, in, in Europe or just in Anywhere, general? Anywhere, yeah. Like, who's the fastest guy you, that you felt like maybe has a step on you? Uh, I still ain't – I don't think I found that guy yet, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, like Rondo, like playing against, like in practice with Rondo, how, like, you got to step on him? Yeah, I mean, it's Rondo, man. I mean, I feel like Rondo, he was, he was, me coming in, going against him, that man was, he was pretty strong. Uh, like, there was times where I felt like, you know, there was nothing I could do, you know, because it's, it's just a difference, you know, like you going from college to a professional player, you know, NBA champion, it's like, He's seen so much, you know, a college player coming in is not too much that I've seen. And it was just, you know, I was like, wow. That's like I said, when I started playing against him, I was like, dang, I'm, I'm actually in the NBA. That was the wake up like, OK, let's go. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. We'll finish with some uh, some quick hitting questions. Have a little fun to, to get you out of here. Uh, first okay. off, when you get back from Germany and land back in the United States, what's the one food item that like is first on the list that you got to get? Um, probably some good barbecue, man. Some good, some good ribs or some good barbecue chicken from somewhere. Um, might have to hit Cane's up one time. Chick Chick Fil A. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The go the go tos. Oh, do you have Chick Fil A in Boston? We do now. It wasn't here for a while, but now they're like all over the place. I know it wasn't there when I when I was. I mean, it was actually a a while. It was like a. I think it was pretty far away from, from Waltham. I don't think there was one in Waltham. Yeah, they got one uh, not too far away now, so, uh, so y- you're missing out. Yeah, I missed it. That's all right. Te- Texas has enough of them. <laughs> That's true. So it like, leads me to my next question. You, you grew up in a bunch of different places because obviously mm-hmm. what your dad did for a living. Wait, what's the, where's the one city? Like if you could pick one city to live in, wh- where is it? Uh, Dallas, man, where I'm at right now. I think yeah. I don't know. I think I think my mom's from Texas, so that's probably why I reside there now. Um, but Texas, I'm a I'm a Texas Texas boy at heart, man. And uh, finally, if there was one game throughout your college career that you could go back and replay, what would it be? Uh, at Kansas, <laughs> at Kansas, we were up twenty points at half. They came back and beat us, man. That was that's probably the one that hurt. I mean, then oh man, Norfolk State. <laughs> that's probably the number one right there. I still haven't watched that whole game. 
No, you just like you don't want to touch it. <laughs> I refuse to watch that game. <laughs> you playing in the like playing at Kansas is it as like as an opposing team, especially in the Big Twelve, and as intimidating as it as it seems. No, it's not intimidating. I mean, it kind of like it gets you, it gives you goosebumps, man. I remember being on before tip off. You know, you can't even hear. You know, my teammate. We're trying to talk. You can't even hear each other. You know. The court is literally shaking. Like, it's, it's there's no other place, you know. To play on the road, that's probably, like, the toughest place, I believe. Well, uh, you're on the road now. You're over in Germany. Phil, we appreciate the time. Uh, good luck here the rest of the way. Hopefully, we'll have a chance to catch up sometime uh, down the road. For sure, man. I appreciate you.